Raymond, on Friday, the most blockbuster trade ever happened between Miami and San Francisco. The 49ers have now gone from the 12th pick in the draft to the third pick in the draft. Now, I have to ask you, in this franchise-defining moment, where were you when you first heard that this went down? Not where I wanted to be, which was in the war room with John Lynch and company when they were making this trade go down. I didn't give didn't give my blessing, but I approve of the outcome because it was arguably the biggest blockbuster move of the free agency. The previous one was actually the Trent Williams signing. So the Niners are now responsible for the two big moves of the 2020 offseason free agency market bonanza. So I'll tell you where I was. I was sitting writing in my journal, read like the 49ers. And I was like, today in 49er history. And then I saw a notification on my phone. It went up and I saw the 49ers trade and I said, what the fuck? Now, Raymond, lots of people probably remember where they were when this trade went down. But now that it's over, where can they find us? <laughs> You can always follow us on Instagram at the Goldcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at the underscore Goldcast. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere that podcasts are syndicated, we can be found. If you're on the YouTube, be sure to leave a like and comment as well, because that tells YouTube what to do with the video. And make sure to hit the notification bell. That way you get notified when we go live on the line, as we say. We're not just a part of the internet. We are on the internet. So be a part of the conversation. Let us know what you think of what was easily the biggest move of the 2021 offseason in the NFL. 100%, Raymond. Uh, Before we begin this episode, all I want to be able to say before we start is, John Lynch, you got balls of steel. They're made of red and gold steel. Gold steel. That's what they're made of. Uh, What a huge episode. Man, so much to say from the gold cast. Uh, We talk about who we think the 49ers are going to draft. And then we talk about, of course, these rumors that Jimmy G might get traded. Mm, Not so fast, my friends. But first, the greatest podcast intro in the game is about to drop. Your professor of fanalism. I'm in the building. The greatest fanalist in the game. He's here too. Class is in session. Let's go. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom. Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III. And with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Solis the first, baby. Boom! Raymond, this honestly might be the craziest episode we have done thus far. This is what happened on Friday, and if you've been living under a rock, which none of you have, you already know. The 49ers, basically what they did was they traded with Miami, and we dropped from the 12th pick in the draft to the third pick. Now, before we get into the actual semantics of that move, this, without a doubt, is the craziest thing Lynch and co. have done. This is the move that maybe they wanted a couple years ago when we were pining for Antonio Brown and OBJ, 
But this is on a whole nother level right now because obviously with the situations at quarterback, with Jimmy G's health, with everything that's been going on, the possible Deshaun Watson trade, this move clearly is for one of the rookie quarterbacks that's going to be available in the draft come April 29th. But before we get into that, Ray, let's let the people know what exactly what exactly do we give up for this trade? How do we go from the 12th to the 3rd? Well, when you really break it down, it's not as expensive as you would think. And some people have been talking about this, and I don't think they realize the actual context of the trade. So right off the bat, we gave up our 12, we get the three. So that's an actual improvement, and that that barter basically offsets itself. But we did trade a future first round 22 and a future first round 23. Those are bona fide trades we did have, so that is a legitimate cost. And then the final piece was a third round pick this year, but we only got that because it's a compensatory pick from the departure of Robert Sala, which if he didn't depart, we would have never had that tr- that pick to barter in the first place. So at the end of the day, the Niners are play- paying two first round draft picks for the three spot overall this year, which is in my book, not that bad because you're, you're getting a potential, you know, generational player in exchange for it. I mean, if you miss, it's going to be one of the worst misses of all time with the most, one of the most storied franchises of all time. But if you hit, if this works, then this is going to go down. You know, this will be easily the, the, the previous big monster trade that I can think of that even comes close is the Steve Young trade. So because that hit on a Hall of Fame quarterback. So this this would be on this would be the next level tier up of that. The next chapter of the Niners making trades that ultimately leads to a franchise quarterback. I agree. And let's talk about this trade just just a little bit before we get into like the big question about it. So obviously and I think we both agree this is the Deshaun Watson package. Right. This is it. This is what we were going to offer Houston with possibly one defensive player. This was it. Once the allegations came down, which we have, you know, we've talked about on the show. We've talked about this trade for several months. But once that went down, that was it. And so now the 49ers pivot and we look for our next franchise quarterback in the draft. Right. So that's the most interesting thing is that if you really look at this. This was the Deshaun Watson package. This is it. We're we're seeing it. We're seeing this. This was what we we would have offered to Houston, and now we're offering it to Miami, and they took it, and here we are. So now here's Ray. Here's the question, and of course, every 49ers podcast on the planet and ESPN, NFL Network, everyone's answered this, but the people are here for the Goldcast opinion, so they want to hear our opinion. Who do the 49ers draft? On April 29th. Now, here are the nominees. Now, of course, this all depends on who the Jets are going to draft, right? At number two, obviously, the Jets didn't want to trade with us. I think that also shows that they are here to grab a quarterback themselves. And with Robert Sala, his relationship with the 49ers, he probably knows who he want, who we want, and we know who he wants, right? But here are the nominees that are going to be left after Trevor Lawrence, because we know that's a wrap and that's going to happen. Number one, Zach Wilson, BYU. Steve Young's alma mater. There we go. That's number one, right? Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. Okay. If, if just like really quick I, for me off the top, and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, I feel like 
Justin Fields is kind of like a young Deshaun Watson. Trey Lance is kind of like shades of Lamar Jackson. Mac Jones is kind of like your classic pocket quarterback, right? Like he's got more shades of something like Jimmy G, right? So just based on these four, Zach Wilson is like shades of Russell Wilson, Mahomes, you know, but just based on these four picks, who do you think the 49ers come out with as their future franchise quarterback? Man, I definitely can tell you who it's not going to be, and that's the quarterback that I'm covering behind me, which is Trey Lance, because <laughs> as you pointed out, he's kind of like Lamar Jackson. I watched the tape. It was 95% him taking off, either scripted or unscripted. And he does have a little bit of Lamar Jackson, but he's also leans more towards the Cam Newton side in terms of his running style. He's a power runner. He's not really a finesse runner like Lamar is. And he throws mostly inside the numbers, just like Lamar does. Um, so he's kind of a hybrid, right? He's got kind of the the limited throwing mechanics of Lamar Jackson, the the ink the the inclination to run as often as Lamar Jackson, but the running style of a Cam Newton. Um, so uh, that's definitely not the way Kyle Shanahan wants his offense to be facilitated. He needs running backs to run his game. He likes to use the tight ends. He likes to use the fullback. He likes to have his offensive linemen get out in space and develop holes. Uh, he likes plays to develop. Um, he likes to do jet sweeps. An improvisational quarterback like a Trey Lance is not going to give you that. So I'm going to say no to him. Zach Wilson, I've heard that he's got a horrible attitude. I heard that he comes from a privileged family. His uncle owns JetBlue. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But I've heard that that attributes to some of his temperament traits, such as um, you know, overtly, blatantly cocky, um, not really a leader, a bit egocentric, self-centered. Um, not necessarily a team leader, which are the opposite attributes that you want in a quarterback. I, you know, he can he can be coached into that. You know, anybody can. Question is, will he? I'm just not sure if the Niners want someone like that out of the gate that they have to kind of groom on the personality, character side of things. But mechanics wise, I think he's very talented. And then, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence. We all, it's been widely, you know, there's a wide majority consensus said he's going to go to the Jags, so he's not really on anyone's board unless the Niners were at number two for some reason, which we know is not going to happen at this point. It's now Schefter did report that the Niners hadn't talked to the Jets, but I think it was more like Kyle Shanahan called Sala and said, hey, what are you guys doing at two? Because we're thinking about moving up. And he already has that inside baseball, which is why I think they settled for three. Um, I think that's that's my theory anyways. I, I'm kind of leaning towards uh, Fields because he's the most balanced of all these players. He has the most balanced amount of upside. He has a, already a terrific floor, and he has an amazingly high ceiling. And he's someone who's not really NFL ready. So I think that he could benefit from a year's worth of you know tutoring under Jimmy G. You know, that's obviously I'm hinting at what the scenario is going to be going forward. Okay, so I agree with you, and let me let me just touch on a couple things you said. Let's let's start with let's start with Trey Lance, okay? Because obviously this has been a very buzzworthy player, and everyone loves his ability to extend plays with his legs. He's a Lamar Jackson esque, right? And here's why I agree with you because Kyle Shanahan 
already has that. He can run the ball any which way he wants at any time. He doesn't need a quarterback to extend plays with his legs like that at the level of a Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is amazing. When he is on, he is incredible to watch. So I'm not bashing Lamar Jackson. We both agree. I mean, we saw that game last year against the Niners, or in 2019 against the Niners. I mean, one of the best games of the season, and it was, I mean, it was down to the wire. Lamar is electrifying when he's on. So this isn't a knock on him. But the 49ers can already run the ball. We can already do that. So we don't need a quarterback who can do that. What I think Kyle Shanahan's looking for, and I think you agree, is he's looking for a quarterback that can air it out, that can go for 450 yards every single game if he has to with his eyes closed. That's what he's looking for. Can we now make a prolific passing game at the same level of the running game? We don't need a quarterback that can now do what our running backs can do. We've got that. <laughs> right. It's a, that's a really good way to put it. <laughs> right? We don't need a quarterback that can do what the running backs do. We need a quarterback that can do what the other quarterbacks in the league can do. Right. Air it out. Right. Okay. And, and and to be fair, Mac Jones is the best player who's NFL ready on that side of the quarterback skill set. The problem is that's his only skill set. And defenses in the NFL, that is the easiest type of quarterback to scheme against. The Niners ate up pocket quarterbacks for dinner in 2019. And a Mac Jones falls right into that category. He's like a Tom Brady and similar to a Jimmy G. Jimmy G's a bit more mobile than both these guys, but Jimmy G also likes to sit in the pocket too, which is the old school way of playing. Now everything has gone into the Steve Young way. He was the prototype. Now it's the norm. And so I think Kyle's looking for someone who can could get out of the pocket and do Mahomes and Deshaun Watson type of things like you mentioned. Okay, so now here's my next caveat. Okay. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go through the last three years of the draft. And we've we've heard all different kinds of things, but the first year we find I'm just gonna go with the top guys. We find George Kittle, right? Arguably and most likely gonna be the next greatest, already maybe the best tight end of the game. Okay. Next year, Mike McGlinchey, Fred Warner. Fred Warner right now, arguably the best linebacker in the game. Mike McGlinchey, one of the most solid, dependable right tackles in the game. O-line, as we just saw in this free agency, how important that is to the 49ers. Following year, Nick Bosa, arguably on the line right now. If he could stay healthy, one of the, the best defensive ends in the game, right? So we got three years in a row. 49ers are grabbing generational players. So now I'm going to tell you who the 49ers are going to pick in the draft. And here's my answer. It doesn't matter. Because whoever the Niners pick, I believe is going to be a generational player. I believe whoever they're going to pick is going to be exactly the right guy who we need for that position. They did not just give up the next two years, not this year, because like you said, we just, we actually just, you know, we went up, we didn't go down. We didn't just give up the next two years worth of first round picks for somebody that Kyle Shanahan is not going to pour everything into. We didn't, we're not going to just trade for someone that Kyle Shanahan believes that it, we didn't just trade for someone we think is going to be okay we think that at some point we're going to be able to hand the keys to the kingdom to this guy. So my thing to the 49er faithful is relax. We're going to be okay. All right. Everyone's so nervous. Everyone's so hyped. Everyone's like, well, if they get this guy, if they get that guy. I think the real answer is whoever the Niners choose on April 29th, all your job is as a 49ers faithful fan is to rally behind him and know that when the time is right, 
they will hand the keys to him and he will be ready. And I think the 49ers, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, Adam Peters, I think they've earned that from us. Three drafts in a row. They've earned that from us. So that's so like the, my choice for me, like, okay, Rudy, who are they going to draft? I'm like, it doesn't matter because whoever they pick is going to be the right guy for the job. And just trust that. That's all you got to trust. All right, let's move on. Next question. Uh, all right, Raymond. This is another big one. And I, I what's really sad, Raymond, is I was hearing this from Rams fans, maybe uh, our one of our LA co-hosts, Louis B., uh, some Seattle fans. I was hearing this from them, but then I started also seeing it on 49ers Twitter. And so this also kind of disappointed me. There's a lot of people that think after this huge blockbuster move, this big trade, we go from 12 to 3. Now people think the 49ers are going to trade Jimmy G before the start of the season, right? And here's the question I have for you, okay? So do you believe that the 49ers, after building what I believe was a blockbuster free agency. If you go, if you if, if you haven't already seen last the last episode we just did on Thursday, you can go to Instagram. You could see the the clips of it. We believe the 49ers won free agency, right? We believe they they did. That. I mean, they they have produced now one of the best offensive lines in the game, arguably the best right now. Do you believe that after doing all this work in free agency, that the 49ers are now going to trade Jimmy G? Jimmy G, who let me remind. The Gold Cast Empire, Jimmy G is the only quarterback in a Niners uniform that has been able to execute Shanahan's playbook at the highest level to the point of taking us to a Super Bowl. Do you believe we're now going to trade that guy away and hand the keys to the kingdom to a rookie quarterback who's never played a single down in the NFL? I know I'm I'm really leading you on the formation of this question, but I think you and I agree, and this is why I'm forming it this way. Yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of people on Twitter who would just go, objection, leading the witness. But <laughs> the truth of the matter is Mac Jones is the only person, is the only quarterback out of these five prospects or four prospects that is really NFL ready. And to me, his skill set doesn't fit what Kyle and John Lynch are ultimately aiming for. And the other ones who all have that skill set, none of them are NFL ready, despite the fact that they're going to be picked very high in this draft. None of them are NFL ready. So, well, to varying degrees amongst each other, right? So I don't think, plus we're on the hook for the 25 million right now. And more importantly, no matter what team comes up with a haul, it's going to be one of the shitty teams that has a lot of picks to bargain with. And Jimmy G has a no trade clause, just like Deshaun Watson. And you're, in other words, it's not just something that can just easily materialize now. The Niners do not control this destiny. There is another party that controls that destiny too, and he has to waive that clause. In other words, he has to agree with, with where he's going to go in order for the Niners to accept whatever that ransom is going to be. And I just don't see that happening in a way that's going to satisfy Jimmy and the Niners simultaneously, unless it was New England. But of course, but reports have come out that says New England is not interested because they're fine with Cam Newton. We can speculate on how much truth there is to that because there's plenty of time between now and the 29th of April. So anything can happen. But as of right now, based on the reporting, New England saying no. And that would be the best place Jimmy would want to go, in my opinion. So you're right. And here's how I'm going to answer that question. And it's very simple. And it, it, I kind of throw it back 
to 49ers Faithful, 49ers Twitter. If you believe, and I think a lot of 49ers Twitter does believe, if you believe that the 49ers have built a roster through free agency capable of going back to the Super Bowl, if you believe that, then the answer is no. We're not trading away Jimmy G. Because there is no quarterback. I don't believe Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, or Mac Jones are capable of learning Kyle Shanahan's playbook, one of the hardest in the league. Now, then going into the NFC West, the hardest division in the league, and then leading this team to not only number one in that division, then number one in the NFC, and then going to the Super Bowl and facing the best team from the American Football Conference as a rookie. That'd be incredible. I mean, even Patrick Mahomes couldn't do that in his uh, second year in the league as, uh, as a starter. And he didn't play the first year. So it's kind of twofold. And this is what I find funny is like 49er fans are like, we believe we have created a team capable of going to the Super Bowl. And then on the next, on the very same token, they're like, we got to trade Jimmy G and make this guy start. Both can't be true at the same time. They can't. You can't, this, this team, and I think you and I believe this, Shanahan and Lynch built this team to win this season. They, they built this team to go to the Super Bowl this year, to go right back right now with Jimmy G at quarterback. Like, that's what they've built. And I'm sorry, I, I love the potential of these rooks, but why, why on earth would the 49ers give the keys to the kingdom in September, week one, to somebody who has never, ever played in the NFL? In the toughest league, uh, toughest uh, division in the NFL. Like, it doesn't make any sense. That, is, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And not only that, the bottom, the base level that Jimmy G is capable of when, when he's fully healthy is taking us to a Super Bowl. And that was before he had the best offensive line in the game. So, I mean, I, I'm, I will say this. Here's, here's the one caveat I will give to 49ers Twitter. It's very simple for me. So here's the one thing I'll give you. I'll yes and them in one way. Whoever they pick has to be prepared to come in at any time because there is no guarantee based on prior history, not an insult, not a, we're not talking smack about Jimmy G, but based on prior history, there is no guarantee that Jimmy G will be able to finish the season. That, that, there's a possibility in week 10 the Rook has to come in for one or two games. That is very much in play based on the body of work we have from Jimmy G. Okay, that's very much in play. So I'll say whoever they grab, they're not going to trade Jimmy G. They're not going to trade him at all at this point. And like you said, the Patriots, which is probably the most likely candidate, the one place he probably would wave his claws, has already said, hey, we're not, we're out. We're out the game on this, you know. And it's probably because the Niners are like, we're out the game on this. We're not, we're not doing that. But whoever we pick, has to assume that there's a possibility somewhere between weeks three and 10 or 12, whatever the number is, he is going to have to come in and start for at least one or two games. And so that is the real possibility. That I will say, yes, is possible. But this idea that like he's going to, we're going to just trade Jimmy G is crazy. Yeah. And say, hey, rookie, guide this Super Bowl ready team. On your first regular season against the hardest division. No. 
No. Yeah. I don't I don't buy it. I'm sorry, I just don't buy it. I get that I get that high first round draft picks are supposed to the the you know the 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 projection is that they're always supposed to start, but it's not happening this time. Not with a quarterback. Many of them sit that get picked very high, and some of them do start. Lots of they start more often than they used to uh, back in the day. So I will give you that. But in this case scenario, I just don't think it's happening. No, fight not me at for all. it. <laughs> all right, and we're gonna wrap up. But what say you, Goldcast Nation? Who do you think the 49ers are gonna pick at the third? pick of the draft let us know in the comments go to youtube.com slash the gold cast and let us know in the comments and don't forget to like comment and subscribe and we will be back tomorrow is our 300th episode big episode we've got a lot a, a lot planned very special guests we can't wait to bring them on but it's our 300th episode we're very excited this is gonna it's gonna talk about nothing to do with everything we've talked about uh, but it's going to celebrate the fact that the Goldcast is now 300 episodes old. And so concludes another edition of the Goldcast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Cease III. And with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Solis I, baby. Boom! We'll see you next time. Same Goldcast time, same Goldcast channel. This is, is the Goldcast. Goldcast.